previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. It's also been a month since the Necromouse infestation. Sparky solved the flooding the streets with Necromice. But I'm going to hold a hard move about the fact that you have maxed out your credit card on Necromon cards. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. There is this movie premiering specifically today that Irene has been super excited about this movie, but the movie is PG-13. <laughs> if you're gonna go get the bandit, make sure you grab one of these sleeves. You don't want a complication of ownership. Anyways, you don't want anyone to scoot in front of you, Sparky and Hilda. So, and Lucas says, a little bit afraid, uh, Hey there, Sparky! Lucas, didn't see you there. Oh, uh, and he looks around at all of the <laughs> things adorned with his face on it, all the posters that say bang. And he's like, right. <laughs> Didn't see you there either. Yeah, funny how these coincidences happen. Anyway, Hilda, Hilda, let's, 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 let's go meet. Well, the, uh, uh, I have met him, but um, this is, this is Hilda. She's a fan of yours. Hello. Oh, right, right. Uh, hello there, Hilda. Oh, and just a moment of realization dawns on him, and he's like, oh, uh, are, 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 are you? And he points to you and points to Sparky. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just uh, her. She's my protege, if you will. <laughs> oh, a protege, that's... Yes, she's... Learning the ropes of investigative reporting, and she is just as smart as a whip. Um, hi. I'm, uh, a big fan. Uh, this is my Necromon Booker, and she will just lift up this book. Rackoob! Wait, no. <laughs> Booker doesn't say anything, <laughs> and he looks like a book. <laughs> oh, is he, uh, do you keep your cards in a book? That's really inventive thinking. Oh, no, this isn't a folio. This is. Um, Booker, my Necromon, occupies a book instead of a Necromon card, and I mostly was looking for, uh, to know if you had ever encountered Necromon like this before. I want to know all about Necromon that don't live in cards, and also Ultra Necromon. Oh, and also, some Necromon can use different abilities when they're in an arena, but they can't when they're outside of it. What's the cause of that that you've seen in your travels? Irene was going to leave, but she's now hovering. <laughs> Lucas Bang is blue screening right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, awful lot of questions there. You've uh, you you've trained her well. He looks over to you, Sparky. Sparky is beaming. So, uh, you know, humans, we live here in the here and. Then when we die, we move on to the hereafter, and when our souls in the hereafter die, they move down to the afterworlds, and then in the afterworlds, no one really knows what goes on there, but, you know, more layers. <laughs> you know, 
I always like to think of it kind of like a parfait, although I have a bit of a sweet tooth. God damn it. Well, Necromon, they just kind of come from the afterworlds, you know? They don't live and die like humans do, they just exist from these deeper layers. Now, I've never seen anything more than a basic Necromon, but some people think that they're Necromon that are deeper, come from far, far down in the afterworlds. I've, I've never met one, but I hear Mr. Scuba has some. One little eye pokes out just a tiny bit. So, you know, I, um, I'll, I'll make a note to, uh, I'll ask him for you next time I see him. Hmm, okay, interesting. Which Hilda says it mimicking Sparky, and the aggressive bandit wouldn't be able to see this, but Sparky would be able to see the little notepad Hilda is writing on, which, you, you know the scene of, of Dipper, I am pretending to write something? It's not quite that, it's just doesn't know anything. <laughs> Mr. Scuba, question mark? So you're friends with... Sparky flips one of the card sleeves. This Scuba? I mean, friends is a pretty hard word. Mr. Scuba keeps his, you know, under wraps, but uh, he signs my contract, so... Wow, look at you. Movies, Necromon card signings. A direct line to uh, one of the most influential and corrupt businessmen in this century. Wow, that's that's incredible. You're doing so well for yourself. Well, yeah, uh, what were your other questions there, partner? And he looks back to you, Hilda. Well, um, you know, I guess there is one question that's been on my mind. She'll step a little bit closer and just say, what's your relationship to Sparky Malarkey? <laughs> And she's like narrowing her eyes in suspicion at him. Roll me a C into their heart. Ooh. I assume that uses hearts? That uses heart. Yes, cool. Oh, well, um, uh, this face is growing beet red. You can see the steam (laughs) coming off of him, like the the sweat drenching down his face like a fountain. (laughs) Just dripping in sweat. That is a seven. Okay, a mixed success. Let me... Just barely. Oh, God. Let me check and see what you get with a mixed success. With See Into Their Heart, you can ask me a simple question about Lucas Bang's inner thoughts. I cannot lie explicitly, but I can lie by omission. Is the question I asked too complicated for this? What is his relationship to Sparky? Mm Hmm. No. Okay, then that is my question. Mm Mm-hmm. He and Sparky knew each other very well in high school. Hmm. Will be the answer you get. Is is that also the literal answer I get? Uh well um uh well we uh you know VPS public schools. We probably you know saw we saw each other a couple of times. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, saw me a couple of times? You saw me a couple of times? Yeah, I heard I heard you were part of Pickle. Oh no. Oh, no, no, I mean, I wasn't a part of Pickle. But, like, you, you helped them. You were an honorary member. Do you not remember Pickle? Um, I remember pretty well Elliot telling me I wasn't a member, so... Elliot doesn't matter. Irene walks away at this. This is no longer Necromon-related. <laughs> she does not care about Sparky Malarkey and her clear ex. <laughs> I spend an AP. Okay. And... At this moment, a couple of things come into action. First off, 
Emily, what does Irene carry her like loose change and stuff in? She has a little over the shoulder bag. Okay, okay. So you start to walk away and you feel the over the shoulder bag tug against you, not moving. I stop. And in fact, it is like dangling back as if it's being tugged to the ground. (laughs) I pull on it. You're able to pull it away, but with difficulty, and you see, like, a chain of little magnets that were hidden, like, underneath one of the, like, separators for the line just slowly start to yank out, and there's just a chain of them that leads along the floor (laughs) to Hilda. Because, Tom, what is your descriptor move? (laughs) The name of the move is Pulls Pranks. (laughs) I can spend one AP to have a single use item related to pranks or whimsy suddenly appear, such as a penny behind someone's ear, pie behind your back, bucket of water set up on a slightly open door. If this item relates to a move, I would roll with advantage using plus heart. Um, In this case, it was just several small magnets. And you can see that Hilda has adopted a pose, which I will do my best to describe, but she's like turned slightly away from Irene has crossed one arm across her chest and has the other reaching up to slightly cover her face (laughs) with a sinister outstretched hand and is just going to say, you may think you can get away this time, but next time you'll have to contend not just with Booker and me, but with also all of our tricks. Irene slowly turns back around on her heel pink in her cheeks, her lips pressed together. Ha. Ha. (laughs) You're so funny, Hilda. Thanks. (laughs) She's not quite sure how to respond to that. She was like, ah, I will mock Hilda by pretending to laugh. But when she played along, Irene ran out of things to say. And she turns back around really quickly. And scrunches up her shoulders a little bit and stomps off. Hilda will just whisper to Booker, I think she liked the prank. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lucas Bang is thinking to himself. And he kind of mutters, So did you get the card signed, Lukey Poo? And Maybelline appearing like a fucking ghost, like a fucking specter out of nowhere. It's just behind Lucas Bang. And he's like, oh, oh, right, right. I didn't even, I didn't even sign. Uh, I didn't even sign for your, uh, for your Necromon. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you mind signing this original pamphlet for your first big win in the tournament? But darling, don't you want him to sign the sleeve? No, thank you. We would also like um, all 249 of these sleeves signed. They did let us have them, so you're legally obligated to do what the boss says. But I just want this signed. Maybelline's smile grows wide, and it's just thick, perfectly placed white teeth that shine. Great! Yeah, oh, great! I'll sign all of these, and Lucas is trying to deal with all of the cards. But uh, first, what do you want signed for yours? And he looks at you, Hilda. Oh, uh, I don't know what people are supposed to sign, so I guess your name? That seems like a good start. And he signs his name. Nice, thank you. Maybelline, you're just everywhere, aren't you? (laughs) Well, as Scuba Corps number two. 
That's what I'm here for. Oh, your scuba core is number two. That is so mm -hmm. not surprising. <laughs> well, you just know how to flatter a girl. Although I guess you're used to seeing lots of impressive people. Relatively, of course. As a matter of fact, yes. And I have some very important meetings to get to, so... Oh, dear, though, you look so... You look so... That's not makeup, is it? You look so pale. You know, let me hear. I was going to save this for myself. And she's clearly talking about something she does not want. Yep, yep. But food is important for growing young gals at heart. So why don't you just have this? And she hands you a little boxed up thing of food. Oh, it's a lunchbox. That's so thoughtful of you. However, I don't rely on things like food for my... She's gone. <laughs> God fucking damn it! That's in character, by the way, in front of the child and other children in the line. Oh! You see all these children get their ears covered. <laughs> Ricky, no! Ricky! Someone yells that from the back. It's too late, mother. <laughs> I've grown too powerful. He can't cover the eyes of, of you know what Yeah, not eyes. Ears. <laughs> well, going, language, Sparky! <laughs> Sparky begins tapping her foot and she's still fuming to herself the way that she was with Elliot this morning. It's not a good day for Sparky Malarkey. Did all my cards get signed? Yeah. All the card sleeves? All the card sleeves got signed. Awesome. Thank you for your help, uh, Mr. Bandit, sir. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your help, Lucas. Ha have a great day, Hilda and, and, and Sparky. While we're walking away, Hilda wants to say to Sparky, Boss, do we ever, did we ever tell that lady in pink my name? No, I don't think so. Why? Well, then, why did she know my name when we were first getting the cards? Did she? Sorry, I was too distracted by her horrible face and outfit and countenance <laughs> and soul, so I wasn't <laughs> super keyed in. Huh, weird. Listen, listen. Corporate overlords like that have spies everywhere, and information is a rich man's game. Why is it a man's game, boss? Why indeed <laughs> is it a man's game, Hilda? Why is it a man's game, God? Maybe it's bang on the pickle. And as you walk over, you can see Irene up to something. You can't prove that I am not 13. I Irene, I I run the Necromon dueling club. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in seventh grade. But if you did not, and you were any other employee, you could not prove it, and therefore I think you should work off of that assumption. <laughs> I've been told I have an old soul. I don't know if that makes a difference, but it should. I'm not even gonna say I'm sorry. No, Irene. <laughs> Bang Bang is a PG-13 movie, okay? If I had to tell Yuna that she couldn't see Bang Bang, I had to go see, what the hell did Tio want to see? I'm not five, or however old that smaller child is. Well, maybe you should stop acting like it. Oh! <laughs> oh! I find that to be a very unprofessional attitude, and I will be taking this up with someone. <laughs> and she flounces away like 
five steps and then goes over and pouts. If anybody else had been there, would have gotten into that movie. Boss, do we have time to see a movie? What if I am his successor? <laughs> he probably would like me to see his past. Yeah, we've got time to see a movie. Do you want to see the Bang Bang movie? I'm not technically 13 yet, but you are adult supervision. She slides Ariel 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Will you let me in now? Okay, wait, I'm going to level with you. This is an actual crime. <laughs> this right here is an actual crime. It's not a crime if no one knows. And she pulls the money back and puts it in her purse. Hilda, you mean the movie that you are expressly forbidden to see because you're grounded? Uh, I mean, maybe. Hell yes, let's do it. <laughs> and she steers Hilda back. Two tickets for bang, bang, please. What if we did three tickets? Sparky reaches into her wallet and counts what she has. And this is where the hard move comes in. No! <laughs> you realize you don't have enough money for any tickets. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> for any tickets. Take out the wallet. Just a moth flies out of it. <laughs> That's a necromon now. It's the money moth. The money moth. He ate the money. <laughs> Fucking money bots. Um, pulls out a wallet and then um turns back to was it Way? Ariel. Well, Ariel. Ariel. Way is just dude in Spanish. Okay. Ariel calls anyone younger than them Way. I didn't know. I thought a new character and I had missed it. So I'm gonna turn back to Ariel and so listen. I just got this signed by the very legendary, very exclusive Lucas Fang. And it's probably worth the price of two movie tickets or three. Why do we need three? For Irene. Who? Hilda just points to Irene standing right there. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. I am also in line and Irene has come up with a new ploy. She has a fake mustache on now. My name is... I. Spleen. I. Carly. And I am... 13 years old, and she puts her money back on the counter. Ariel looks back to you, Sparky. So I need the money in order to give you the ticket. That's how, that's how it works. You have my money for my ticket. I spleen. Kyle, how much money could Hilda feasibly have after spending allowance on several things of printer paper? Can I make a move to roll to see if I have enough money for the necessary tickets? If not, I'm just going to straight up turn to Irene and ask if she'll pay for all three of our tickets. We can be your adult supervision. Sparky leans down to whisper in Irene's ear. Hey, kid, um, you ever heard of quid pro quo? Obviously, but if I hadn't, what does that mean? <laughs> it means that if you do something for someone, someone else will do something for you. So um, what I propose is I will get you into the movie if you pay for my and Hilda's ticket. Tickets. Are you going to let me in? Me, I spleen. Are you going to let me in? Well, I spleen. Do you have an adult with you? No, I said I was 13. <laughs> they look at Sparky. Is she with you? Are you with me? 
depends on if they let me in without you. She's with me. Cool. Then, yes. Irene sighs, reaches into her purse, (laughs) and puts the money down for Hilda and Sparky. You're an adult. Shouldn't you have enough money to pay for your own ticket? Why are you asking a 13-year-old to do that for you? Well, you're 13. Shouldn't you be able to get into a PG-13 movie by yourself? (gasps) Well, I should, but the staff here seems to be under the impression that I am someone named Irene. Listen, kid, the world's going to beat you down. And when the world beats you down, sometimes adults don't have money because they spent them all on blank necromonic cards that you can't even get signed because, because apparently that is a whole thing when you sign a necromon card. Sometimes things don't work out the way that you want it to. And sometimes you end up seeing a movie about your ex with two children in a movie theater after you highly suspect your ex is dating a soulless pink monster. So this is, this is a fair price to pay for getting in to see this movie. And that's why I don't have money. You owe me $7.50. Fine. Hilda just says, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm investing in your continued education as my rival. Looks like we've got a new rivalry, though. Which of us gets to take down the aggressive bandit first? You didn't even let me finish. (laughs) I didn't let you finish in our duel either because I won. Wow. Okay, so do you all do you all <laughs> want your tickets or Yes, please. We're going in. Yes, we're going in. It's... All right, cool. Uh tickets are for theater 7 and you hear a little ding from the counter. Check that's theater 8. You're in theater 8. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your service. It was Adequate. (laughs) Kike, you are in the middle of having a wonderful time watching the movie Benefer's Garden, a documentary about the band Benefer. The B stands for bones. (laughs) Yunuen is trying to get into it as best she can. She She likes the songs. That's fun. Although she definitely is focusing more on the card Lucas Bang signed for her. And you are the only ones there. So, Kike, where would you sit in a movie theater? Well, obviously, not too in the front, because then you would have to, you know, bend your neck too much in the back, and, like, you just can get a headache. And not too in the back, because then you really can't see the screen super well. So, just you can, in a nice middle of the theater. Especially because there's nobody there. So yeah, that's where they are sitting with some popcorn and some candy and some sodas. All of them for Yunuen because he doesn't really enjoy any of these things. Also, I want to note that Benefer is, they absolutely make... What's the kind of music you like from Mexico that you really like? Oh my god. I guess like rancheras, I guess like, you know, classic old-fashioned like... Pedro Infante kind of music. Yeah, so it's it's a mix between... Vicente Guerrero type stuff. It's like a mix between that and the Beatles and Skeletons is what they are. Perfect. I'm not entirely sure how that would work, but it will work somehow. It's basically like one of those bands, but instead of having one guy as the lead, all four equally as important. Perfect. So they're getting to the point where they're about to write their big song, Hey Dude. Hey Dude. (laughs) 
Are you doing anything in particular before we uh, continue? He's, he's just, you know, vibing to the songs that are not too bad. Like, they are kind of his style. A little bit modern, but it's it's fine. He can see the appeal. And, like, maybe now and then he will try to tell Yunwen, like, Ah, yes, this musical style is actually inspired from Negrete back in the day. So if you pay really close attention, it reminds me of the movie and then, like, stuff like that. She nods really excited. She pulls out one of the Banda CDs that Ariel has given her. Ah, uh, no, that is not what we... That's a different style, Chapuline. I know, I know you... Uh, Ariel made you really excited about that stuff. But this is, this is the roots of the music. This is, this is a different, a more, a more stylized style of music. And Juwin just nods her head, kind of confused, but is like, okay, okay. And then goes back to watching and is just quietly vibrating in her seat. But that doesn't disturb you. What does disturb you is the lights when the doors open to the back, you know, when someone comes in. Mm -hmm. And you can see in the light, this guy shuffles in. You can't see much of his appearance, but you can see that he's wearing a comfortable rustic brown coat. And then underneath that, he has a hoodie that's pulled up over his head. And he walks past you two and sits near the back of the theater. Hmm. That's weird. We're almost halfway through the movie. I wonder if he's seen it before or something. Eh, close shrug and turn to Yunwen and be like, try to not do that when you go to the theater. It's very disruptive, as you probably notice when they open the door and people are already watching the movie. That's why we always try to be on time. That's something that you need to remember for the future. This has been a lesson with Tio Kike. But what you can't ignore, Kike, is when the door opens again and three very loud people walk in. It wasn't funny when you did the magnet thing the first time, let alone when you did it again, Hilda. I mean, the first time was really just a practice run. That wasn't even like an actual prank. That was just magnets falling out of my pocket. <laughs> Another life lesson, Chaparra, is that if you're a group of people specifically walking in the middle of a movie, talking loudly is also not appropriate behavior. So if you're ever with a group of people, make sure particularly to be on time. She looks at you and she's actually not paying attention. She's excited because she recognizes people. And she does a little wave at all of them. Hilda will wave back. But then also stare in confusion and then like look back at Kike and then just sort of shrug and go, oh yeah. Seeing Kike, Sparky will tilt her head and then look at the screen, which is... It's not Lucas Bang. It's not Lucas Bang. It's not the PG-13 sex scene you were promised. And then she's going to roll her eyes and gesture back to the kids. Wrong theater. Wrong theater. We have to go somewhere else for me to teach you all the things that are wrong with the Lucas Bang movie. And as you're talking, Kike, you notice that the guy who is sitting behind you has stood up and he's uh, walking down the opposite side of everyone else. Like, you know how there are two lanes? He's walking down the opposite side and leaving the theater. Okay, he'll just shrug at that. I mean, that's pretty weird. Like, Ariel doesn't usually get things wrong. I don't think they got it wrong on accident. I think that... Perhaps they were being petty. I have never been petty in my life myself, but I can recognize it in others occasionally. 
Are you guys gonna sit down or are you? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's the wrong movie. We're in the wrong theater, Kike. <laughs> Go out. Some of us are in the correct movie and are trying to watch it. I'm very sorry, sir. This is the best song. Or enjoy your boring documentary. And as you say, enjoy your boring documentary, you notice that nothing is playing in the theater. Now what? Oh my God. And then he's gonna like turn around and be like, hey. Hey, the movie stop! What's going on? Also, I cannot do it, but like usually they they do like in Mexico we do a lot of like whistling to indicate that we are like angry at some. Yeah. I cannot do it because it's like a very specific type, and that's another thing where I fail my country. But like he is doing this whistling that like I cannot fucking do. Gonna have to find a specific sound effect to edit in. Roll me convince somebody with fears, because I feel like you're trying to get someone's attention. That is... Uh, that's a six. Take one AP. So we're going to do they make a vital misunderstanding again. You hear the yelling, hey, hey, start the movie. And then after a second, you hear the film roll go on again. You see the lights, but... Bang, bang! <laughs> My name's Lucas Bang. And I'm here to tell a story of how I became hey, what's... the aggressive bandit. That's the wrong... And oh boy, was I so aggressive. Oh, okay. Here we go. That's the wrong movie. We were supposed to be watching Benifer's Garden. Hey, Kakaro! Maybe it's over. Kakaro! And then doing that fucking... Which I cannot fucking do. And you knew and you can see Kike to your horror is like on the edge of her seat. <laughs> oh my god, you you are you are too young to see this movie. Oh no. Oh no, your parents are gonna kill me. Mm, she looks no. up in motions to the card, the Lucas Bane card, like it's the it's that, the guy. That is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 him, alright, but uh you are not in the right age group of you, so uh, um what, what do you say we we maybe go and see what's going on with the um with the Benifer's Garden. Maybe they switched the location or something, huh? Okay. Don't you want to see the best song of them all? Yossi Fui? Kike, you're such a wet blanket. You're getting puppy dog eyes. <laughs> okay, but if there's any scenes that you are not supposed to see because you're too small, I'm going to cover your eyes, okay? Promise you're gonna oh let me god, do Kiki, that? Oh my god, Kiki, he's shirtless. He's already shirtless. We're only one minute in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and so you watch Bang Bang. How's the movie? Uh, riddled with historical inaccuracies. Kiki wouldn't know how the movie was because he didn't truly really watch it because he was too busy figuring out when to cover the eyes of this eight-year-old child that was in a PG-13 movie. And man... It was so PG-13. <laughs> you couldn't even cover her ears during the fuck. God, no. Because it was shocking who said it. Kike, uh, uh, that probably like spoke really loudly like, Ah, who wants popcorn? <laughs> when he said, when somebody said fuck. Also, Sparky, you weren't in it at all. Motherfucker. Not a single mention of Sparky Malarkey. That's the bad swear. <laughs> he did have a subplot, a romance subplot. With some gal, not sure who, although she was she was very peppy and perky and seemed to be wanting to do more of the administrative side of things. <sighs> I knew it. And you get to the end of the movie, very long movie, one of those two and a half hour long ones, right? 
And because you were in the line for so long, it's getting pretty late. It's like seven, eight o'clock at night now. Really? Ooh. Oh no, your bedtime is at six thirty. <laughs> I don't know when eight-year-old bedtimes are. Is that too early? <laughs> I think I think it's later than six thirty. Okay. Oh no, your bedtime is at seven thirty. Seven thirty, a good bedtime. I mean, Everett goes to bed at nine. And he's okay. five. I wasn't allowed to go to bed at nine, though. Really? Oh, no, your bedtime is at 8.30 and we are <laughs> an hour away. And you end and you see Lucas with this lady that he's with. Disgusting. He's like, I don't think I'm gonna bang no more. And they go in for a kiss and the camera pans out and the dramatic music plays and then suddenly it's replaced by this weird imitation movie, and you see, like, these animated crayon drawings going on. Oh, no, what? And the lady goes over, and you can see maybe she was Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. God fucking damn it. But suddenly it changes to her explicitly in this animated form, and you can hear her voice as if over cheap speakers. Well, maybe one more bang. And this other voice that you don't recognize replaces Lucas Bang's voice as he turns over and says, Yeah, I guess one more bang will do. And the screen shakes as the Lucas Bang figure looks at all of you. And the little crayon bits reach out from outside of the screen, extending and you see the outside of the screen and you notice that it takes on the illuminated shape of a giant necro card. Jesus Christ. What? And out of this giant necro card comes stomping a giant Lucas Bang style necromon. And it goes, Gabe! <laughs> Gabe? I guess Gabe is Bang backwards. Gabe! <laughs> Gnab! 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 All right, and it's time for a confrontation. So the way confrontation works is that the monster has a goal. So this monster is, it's not named Gnab. Uh, this necromon is called Wardlet. Wardlet! Wardlet is a crayon-style necromon that can take the form of something that is drawn on it. It's like a ditto. It makes a shape and then speaks as if it's that thing. And so this wardlet, which again is now going by Bang, is going to try to get you. Its goal is to, uh, its goal is to stop one of you or retrieve something from one of you. Uh, what is your old goal? Get out of the theater. To leave the theater. Yeah, yeah once, once Kike realizes pretty quickly that this is not part of the movie, the goal is to get Yunwen and him, but mostly Yunwen first out of the theater. To prove myself against this unknown necromon <laughs> that seems powerful, let me get out my necromon. Catch the alpha. No. You're gonna have to drag her out of here. And I'm gonna set each clock at four. It's equally difficult for you to get out as it is for the wardlet to catch you. So it's four clocks for each of you. To set the scene, the wardlet, the bang is reaching out and it is the size of a theater Christ. as it's trying to stretch itself out from this giant card. All of you are there. Yunuen is really excited. She is oh, like bouncing. No. She's actually stood up and she's holding onto the seat in front of her. She is super hyped. No, 
Kilo, this is not an exciting situation. We need, we need to go out to get out now. We have to, I don't think this part, this is part of the movie anymore. We, we have to we have to leave now. Rickle, Rickle! Booker is flipped over on his little crab legs, standing protectively in front of Hilda. Sparky is taking pictures. Malaya, go! Malaya! And Irene is like fully just let's duel. <laughs> it's time to duel. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Malaya is ready to go. I imagine that Malaya is always ready to go. So this is like he doesn't need to be told twice about being ready to go. Are you gonna have Malaya do anything in particular, or are you just gonna have Malaya go and fucking try to sock this thing? I was gonna try to have Malaya do its signature move. Okay, so yeah, outside of combat, your signature attack is a Necromon Trainer move, Elemental Blast. Roll your Mon's signature stat to harness their element. Based on that signature stat, the effect may change. And for Fierce, it is, uh, Fierce is an attack. Yeah. So what do you exactly do you want Malaya to do? I want Malaya to pin it down and then I can put it in a card. I don't like the cards, but this looks like it's going to eat us all, so. Since I am invested in Malaya, can I spend an AP to like give some advantage to this role? Yeah, you can spend an AP to give advantage on a role. Typically as a character, you would have to justify why you as a character were doing it. I'll say because you play Malaya, you can just give that without explaining why Kike helps. Okay. And the way rolling with advantage works is instead of rolling with two die, you roll with three and you take the result of the top two. Disadvantage works the opposite way. You roll with three die and you take the results from the bottom two. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I give advantage with AP. Okay. Because Malay is just so ready to go that like, he's just on this. Like, I don't care what the order is. Let's go. Malaya, turn it to mush. Malaya! So it's an 11. Okay, a full success. With a full success, you are able to fill your clock by one point, or you can inflict an effect on the monster. Effect would be something like making all future rolls plus one ongoing, or stopping the monster from being able to do something specific, or... I have one idea, because it's big, right? Yeah. So what if it was like hampered somehow speed or roll wise by having Malaya just holding on to one of its legs and having to drag Malaya along as dead weight. Fucking love it. <laughs> Malaya doosh, 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 goes to jump on it, but can't fully get on it. So instead just grabs one of the thing's legs. Malaya. And your clock doesn't fill, but it is going to be easier for you to do any subsequent role related to escape. You should probably leave. I wouldn't want anyone to get caught in the crossfire of my battle. Crossfire's my job, kid! Sparky says as she continues to snap pictures with the small Polaroid camera I just decided she has. This is the real Bang Bang movie, and she's gonna make a bang and buck on it. But um, while I'm taking, I would like to turn the flash all the way up. I want to see if I can hamper this monster's sight. Everybody close your eyes! And then I boop boop, and I just, cr I just crank it up. I 
think that's also take a swing because you're attacking yeah. it. So yeah, roll me fierce. All right. Okay, so I got a five because I have a negative two in fierce today, according to my pre-game <laughs> rolls. However, I did get an AP because of my can't learn unless you try ability. So I have three of those suckers now. And you take another one for a failed roll. So the wardlet goes and goes, Nabe! And it slams the ground and the little bits of Crayola crayon on it reach out and they lock over the doors on the way out of the theater. Oh. And it fills its clock by one. So your clock is zero out of four and it's is one out of four. Great. You said that the doors closed? Yeah, it's blocked the doors with the crayon stuff. Did Hallie get any of the benefit from Malaya on that roll? No, because Malaya only helps if you try to escape and Hallie was attacking. Yeah. So you said one of the things we could do with AP is to have something or someone be there. I want Lucas Fang to burst in. I was gonna do that with my AP! <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man! I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> ask if Lucas Bang could just Kool-Aid man through the wall <laughs> and be Lucas Bang! I don't know. Be a hero, man! Be the aggressive bandit! Alright, so the monster goes and the crayons go out, and you are a, a sparky Oh! And down at the bottom, one of the doors is opened up and Lucas Bang is there. So you get your clock filled by one because you now have a means of escape. And he's like, uh, what's going on here? Is uh, someone in there? Yes. Sparky Malarkey is trapped by a Necromon. I am not. Trapped by a Necromon? What, what are you talking about? Another thing flies past him. And so he's slowly making his way in. All right. So Lucas Bang entered, he bursted through the wall, right? Not the wall. He opened one of the doors right before the crayon does. He's a polite, he's a polite guy. He doesn't burst through walls. So is the door? So the wardlet was going to go block two doors. One of them is not blocked because Lucas Bang opened it right before it was blocked. Because otherwise Kike is going to carry Yun Wen and run towards that door before Do it. it is blocked again. Yeah, get the little baby out. Baby. Save this baby. You know, and it's just bouncing, 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 bouncing. <laughs> Roll to keep your cool to successfully pick up this small bouncing child. Okay. And then you say I can spend AP to have advantage on things? Yep. One AP with advantage. Okay. So I'm going to do that. And then add your slick to that because that's what keep your cool is. Okay. Keep your cool. Yeah. So that would be a six. Okay, so normally that would be a failure, but with the plus one from Malaya, your six goes up to seven, making that a mixed success. So you keep your cool, kind of. But it isn't going to be as simple as picking Yunuan up and just running, because you struggle to grab her because she's she's just so excited, and she's like pointing, she's like, eh, eh. She's reaching to grab the pick-pick to fight with. Uh... Okay, yeah, so he, he struggles because he's vibrating, but then also because he sees the card and, like, kind of gets the idea. So while he's trying to pick her up, so he's like, okay, okay, so this thing can run really fast, right? Do you think do you think he can come out to play a little? To go all the way over there and points at the door? And Yunuan nods and takes out the pick-pick. Kip, 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 kip. 
All right, all right. And so he's gonna look at, at the pig pig. And if this requires another roll, that's okay. But like, kind of channel his. I mean, he remembers what Hilda said about Toucan also being a necromon. So he's gonna like channel that like relationship. Imagine that it's Toucan and be like, okay, okay, little thing. You think you can take Yunwen and run towards that door? You know, just just like a little tiny horse. Because you are not a horse at all. I, I mean, I would never call you horse. Unless you want to. But you know what I mean, right? Right? Like, keep, keep. The pick pick doesn't understand a word that you say, but it sees the giant monster and fucking bolts the other way with Yunuin in tow. Well, that's the that thing is on fire. What's going on here? You hear Lucas Banks say as the fla now flaming pick pick and you knew and run off, which gets you a clock point through because someone got out, but it also fills the monster's clock because that wasn't who it was targeting. Kike doesn't care, but also Kike totally swore because I just totally said a swear word in Spanish. He just hopes that Yunuen didn't hear that, but that's a later problem. What happens next? We just got attacked by a necromon, Mr. Lucas Bang. Wait, there are kids in there? Well, one of them got out, but there's another one. Her name is Hilda. Wow. What? <laughs> You're younger than me. Only in age. Look, <laughs> Hilda has got to step up to the plate. Rickle. All right, Booker, I guess we can't back down now. Can you distract that thing to let the boss escape? Rickle. Hilda. Pulls the printer paper out of the backpack, hands half the stack to Booker, and says, just like we practiced. Yes, yes! And the two of them are going to charge and, like, fling sheets of paper at this creature to disrupt and distract it and allow everyone else to escape. Rackled! So yeah, give me a roll for take action. And just for kicks, I'm going to spend an AP for advantage. That's a 12, not natural. Almost, Melita! Yeah, how do you distract this thing? Alright, so, Hilda runs down one aisle. Booker, I imagine, is just like hopping from seat to seat down the other. And they are just like, flinging paper at this thing. Booker has like, grabbed like, a bunch of the sheets in like, bits of the book and is just spitting them out every so often. While Hilda is just trying to fling them dramatically, which is often failing, but is most certainly very inspired and is disrupting the Necromon. The air around it is now filled with papers and it is just trying to slap its way through them with its little oddly two-dimensional limbs. And it's slapping through and you can see the bits of paper are slowly getting on it. Like it's rubbing the crayon bits off onto the paper. <laughs> As this thing gets smaller and smaller and you're at the end, your clock is filled by three, it's filled by two and it's reaching out at you and it sees Booker and it starts reaching out at Booker. And as it goes to reach, you hear a deep guttural, Tamarara, Tamarara. As this giant, distressed-looking frog in a tutu... Oh, it's a tutu frog. ...emerges, and with its foot slams the head of this crayon monster, 
which hits the side of the wall, splattering the crayon onto the wall itself, leaving behind just a few scrapes of the actual monster below. And Lucas Bang, who filled your clock to full... Nice, Lucas. ...walks up and says, Well, uh, I admit I haven't seen a movie in a while, but didn't realize this was that 4D experience they would talk about. Seems awfully dangerous, even for 13-year-olds. This is just like old times. Hey, Lucas? Kids just slowly looking back and forth. Including you missing the point. That wasn't, that wasn't 4D. That wasn't, that wasn't 4D. That was just, that was a necromop. Were you also saved by children in the old times? We were children and we saved ourselves. Yeah, you kids, you kids did a great job here. And he picks up the paper and he picks up Malaya who has turned small and says, you know, this was really impressive work. Irene will snatch Malaya back from him. And hold him in her hands and say, It's okay. You wore them down. Oh, Aleum! It's now Aleum. My Leia is small. So now it's like, Aleum! Oh, that's so cute. Did you say Oikope is the healer Pokemon? Necromon? (laughs) Sorry. Pokio is the healer Necromon. There's the sentence I was asking. There's the sentence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's going to cuddle up to Malaya. Because that's cute. Malaya is gonna hug. What's the name? Pokio? Pokio. 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 Yeah, Malaya is gonna hug Pokio. He's like, Booker says, cuddling up to Hilda. Hilda's gonna give Booker a big hug and say, You did such a good job. Meanwhile, Kike is by Yunwen already outside of the theater and just being like, does your little hamster horse, does it eat something? <laughs> we, could, we could get it some treats. You did a really good job. Do you eat something? Do you want something? Kip, 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 kip. I know Tukan likes wood. Do you like that? I can give you that on the way home. The pick-pick stares at you and turns it to a card. <laughs> well, that didn't work that well, but hey. We are way, way, way past your bedtime. We need to go now. And he's just going to leave. Probably catch a ride from Ariel. Yeah, they waited for you. They knew. Hey, I'm sorry. I intended to take her back beforehand, but uh-huh, I, uh-huh, I don't yep, know. What, the, what, uh-huh, what, right, what was that? The, that's right, TL. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, and then he's going to like check himself out because he's trying to look cool in front of Ariel. So he'll be like, um... Ah, wait, so, you know, what? what's the deal with that With that movie? Yeah? Did, did, did you see that? No mames, right? That was such a... That, so cañon, eh? eh? Uh, the movie change, was that part of the, the schedule? Carnal? Eh? They look at you and just say, Tio? See? No. <laughs> no. Um... I have a question for you, Sparky Malarkey. Yes. Ha, uh, ha. Will you please drive me home? <laughs> She'll angle her head toward the parking lot and say, Sure, kid, but that's $3 off my tab for gas. 2.5. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so... 
<laughs> Time fades out. You all get out of there. Lucas says, you know, he'll handle talking to Mr. Scuba and all of that. See if they can make the movies a little safer and such. And as you make your way into the junkyard graveyard, Sparky, you walk in. You notice that you still have the thing of food and the card from Maybelline. God damn it. So I'm assuming you just drop both of you just like throw Maybellines by Elliot's and drop the food somewhere, right? Oh yeah, they're all they're on top of the clothes. Treated with no respect. And as Sparky goes to leave, we can see the glittering card. And we notice that the card is actually flashing like an electronic. And we all as an audience see the place we had seen at the end of the first adventure. There's a man sitting in a chair. We only see his hands as they tap the side. And some perky high heels walk in and the tapping stops. Maybelline, what do you have to report? Well, Mr. Scuba, unfortunately, Sammy's plan didn't work out. (laughs) Almost like it was pretty last minute. Well, after what happened to the card, I don't know what you expected. I'm just, I, you know, I thought the kid would like to have the card sleeves. So unfortunately that didn't pan out. But did you know that you now technically own a Necromouse and 248 blank cards? I think that's a win personally. But the most important thing, I slipped them my card and they don't suspect a thing. And as Sparky goes to sleep and the light turns off, we can see the card still blinking in there. And reflected in the card, the little container is opened up, and inside of the container are roasted rutabaga. And that's it. That's the end of the session. I know that was a pretty forced big monologue, but I wanted to be like, there's Ruta Bega in this thing, Hallie. Well, well, I, I'm, she was too bad to open it. You know, she doesn't need such paltry things as food to keep her brain and beauty going. But like, I'll find, I'll find the Ruta Bega, like, I'm going to open it. It's just that a lot happened. And she's like really mad right now. Well, but like, I would plan to open it later. I almost want to edit in a a post-ending stinger of, like, Hilda doing a little post-it note at home labeled Maybelline Suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) On her own little, like, heist board. Oh, she's got a baby heist board. She opens up the cupboard and we just see a tiny little cork board. She's got a little baby heist board. Starting from a single post-it note. Oh, God bless. I do love that Ariel had such a bad time. I, you know, that pleases me. Like, even if it's not Kike who is having a bad time, one of Kike's relatives is having a bad time. I respect that Kike's family is just constantly dealing with everyone's shit. With other ones, I might do more. It's just, I was like, ah, we should probably end this with, you know, something uh, happening and not just 
and you went to the signing and you all went home, kind of like how Cardcaptor will just out of fucking nowhere be like, here's a cloud card in the last five minutes, Sakura. Fuck you. Do you catch it now? <laughs> like I was, I was just having a day at those. Fuck you. The cloud card is here now. Catch it, asshole. But I'm pleased I got to say a very Mexican phrase that I just remembered when Kike screamed at the projector guy. Because that, that word is like literally what we scream when a movie is not being projected or is projected wrong. Like really specifically that word is used for that specific thing. And if you look it up, it says that it's something specific to Mexico, too. Incredible. I just thought about it. I was like, that's right. We scream cacaro <laughs> so that they fix the movie. Cacaro. That's so good. And I remembered on time this hyper-specific thing. So that's a thing that you should keep when you edit. Aleko. Oh, my God. Is that, is that the voice? Aleko. It's be, it's my Pikachu voice, but saying different words. Pikachu! I'll wake up! Oh my fucking god, that's so good! Holy shit! I couldn't tell where it came from at first. Thank you, I'm so proud of it. I'll wake up! <laughs>